Boston Sports Syndicate. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate Red Sox podcast to be named later. This is the Syndicate's podcast dedicated solely to what's going on with the Boston Red Sox and Major League Baseball. And boy, there has been a lot going on this week. I'm Bill Travers. Thanks again for joining us. Joining me once again, Syndicate Utility Man. You, yep. I'm not going to give you a name. Nickname TBD. Matt DeRocher. Matt, how you doing? Great, great. I'm happy to be here once again. Uh, like you said, there's a lot to talk about. There sure is. And uh, once again with us for our Red Sox podcast to be named later, a man who I think has spent... Uh, every waking moment when he was not working this week, writing an article for the cinder yeah. syndicate, Chris Henrik. Chris, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Living, breathing Red Sox baseball this <laughs> week. And certainly a lot of it to talk about. So, I, you guys, I really did not expect to be recording a podcast this week, especially with the uh, football mm-hmm. conference championships game games going on. It's kind of a quiet thing. I didn't really think we'd get together until right before spring training started. But, oh, boy, was I wrong. And I'm not going to go into it because if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're a baseball fan and I'm sure you've heard everything that's happened this week with the cheating scandals with the Astros Mm -hmm. and the Red Sox and everything that's kind of gone on with that. So I'm not going to get into too much detail on that. I want to get right into the fallout from all of it. So let's start with the Astros punishment. Manager and general manager, both suspended for a year by Mm -hmm. Major League Baseball. Team handed down a punishment of $5 million, the maximum that they could be fined, and lost their first and second round draft picks for both this year and next year. Right. Four draft picks. Really harsh penalty. And then in the fallout, the Astros owner fired both the manager and the general manager. Immediately, too. Did you find yeah. that interesting? It, there it's was quick. no room for They must have known, I guess, that this was coming down the pipeline because it was suspension. Press conference, fired. It was bing, bam, boom, all right, right in, right in a row there. Yeah, sure was. Uh, I, I mean, we, uh, we amongst our writers on the syndicate, we have a, a group chat that, that we talk in, and it was just like every two minutes somebody was announcing yeah. something. <laughs> right. So-and-so fired. This guy's out. So it, it was just a crazy, crazy day. It's good that I think that the Astros owner did that, you know, definitely get ahead of it because, you know, if he didn't do it, people are going to – that was going to be probably a crying point mm-hmm. in the media and probably with some fans out there. It was the right thing to do. It's just going to be interesting to see now if, at, you know, when those guys come back, will Hinch manage again? You know, will learn how be GM again? I think Hinch will manage again. I think there will be a team that will take that flyer on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great manager despite being part of this, you know, this scandal. Curious though if Lunhow though if, if if he's the one that ends up ever, ever getting the job again. If I was an owner, I'd give him a job the day he is reinstated. I think that guy is the architect of the new way of player development and team building in general. Uh, what his role in this? I guess we won't know unless we talk to him ourselves. But it seems like they were not too scared to throw Mr. Alex Cora under the bus. The bench coach, as he was referred to in the investigation, the bench coach, as he was referred to in Lanau's uh, exit statement, he seemed to get the brunt of uh, of it all. But uh, like I said, I would bring Lanau back, and like I think you're right, Chris H- Hinch will get a job, probably right away. I think both will get jobs, but probably as number two men first. Um, That's a good point. Hinch will probably get a job as a bench coach somewhere. Lunau will probably get a job as an assistant GM. Give yeah. them a chance to rehabilitate their reputations, 
then they'll get a big job. Maybe Linnell gets like that LaRusso type role with the franchise where he's not necessarily the team builder, but he's there for consultation. He's there for his expertise, and then he slides back into the team builder. Yeah, role. I wouldn't be surprised if he hooked on with a team that maybe making a you know you could see them making a move, uh, you know a change in like general manager in like a year or two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think that could be a possibility. Oh yeah, but it, I also think too it was a good move by the the owner to fire him because. They, those two guys, Hinch and Linau, they, they've set up their system, and it's almost can probably run on its own. I imagine at this point without those two guys at the helm, so it's good PR to let them go to not want to associate with quote unquote cheaters. Uh, so they let them go right away, and I, I, I guess I, I would agree with that. Do you think the owner though is getting off a little easy? Oh, certainly. What, I mean, it's five million bucks. Is, what's that? That's nothing. That's draft why, picks ain't gonna hurt him. That was the that was why Rob Manfred got so much praise as he did was because he finally put faces and names to the scandals. It wasn't these franchises because, like you said, Chris, five million dollars, ten million dollars. What is that? Well, that's like, that's a, 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 that, a that's pocket change. That's to these pocket owners. change to these guys. Draft picks that hurts. That definitely hurts. But for a team like the Astros, that they could probably survive that. I guess if they didn't well, put the suspension out I there mean, in, the, in the short term, yeah, but. You, I think you think about the draft picks, which makes me nervous if anything happens with the Red Sox. Oh, that would hurt a lot. Is right now, yeah, it's it's they still got a decent core, but then you think about, you know, Springer's a free agent coming up at at the end of this of this coming season. Yeah, you know I mean they got they have prospects in the system, but then you start thinking about developing further down the road. You're not going to bra- be able to bring in the talent you've been bringing in, even even drafting in the latter end of the the draft. You know, not having these picks now, you're picking right. in the third round. Oh, it's definitely going to hurt, but I don't think to the the average fan that they would realize how much that would hurt because we're talking about prospects that most people don't follow along with. So, like, like if you when they put uh, Hinch and they put Linau in the crosshairs, I think it was like it was a strong move by Manfred, and he's got a lot of praise for it in the baseball world, anyway. And I don't think it's going to hurt a team like the Astros that are established now. They have good young talent coming up through the pipeline. And they're an established team, so I can see them being able to sign free agents over the next few mm-hmm. years. I'm more worried about the Red Sox. Side. Oh, yeah. That would be, I mean, <coughs> losing four, dra- let's just say it's the exact same penalty. Lose four draft picks, your t- your first round pick for this year, next year, and your second round pick this year, next year. That would hurt for a team that doesn't have a strong farm and for a team picking higher in the draft than the Astros. That would really, really hurt. Yeah, I agree. Um like you said, Matt, for a team that is already hurting in their farm system mm-hmm. and is looking to rebuild that farm system. Right. And I think that's a key component to why Hein Bloom was brought in was to build up his farm system, mm-hmm. which I think he has at the higher level with some of the signings that he's made. And we're going to get into that a little bit more in a little bit. But right now they cannot <coughs> excuse me. They cannot afford to lose first mm-hmm. and second round draft picks. Which brings me to my next thing I wanted to talk about was the Red Sox firing Cora. Mm-hmm. And, all right, they agreed to part ways, whatever you <laughs> yeah. want to call it. Mutually part ways. Chris, Chris just did the quotation. air quotation yeah. fingers. Uh, whatever you want to call it, he's not the manager anymore. And initially, the Red Sox came out and they said they were going to withhold judgment, you know, yep. because as you said, Cora was heavily implicated in uh, Major League Baseball's findings on the Astros scandal. Um, basically, Named as the mastermind of the, the whole situation, the word used, yeah. And let's not forget the Red Sox have their own cheating scandal, right? That's still under investigation by Major League Baseball. So at first, Red Sox ownership came out and they said, "We're going to reserve judgment. We're supporting Alex." That seemed to change like within six hours, right? Suddenly, they've agreed to part ways. Do you think 
maybe they saw the handwriting on the wall, saw the punishment that was handed out to the Astros and said, we can't afford to get whacked like this. Let's take a proactive stance and let's disassociate ourselves from Corin now. I think that's a great point. I think if you want to put your tinfoil hat on a little bit, I think maybe that the Cora, they must have caught wind of the scandal coming coming to the surface. I think that's a big reason why it's so slow with the Red Sox making moves. They have to worry about a lot of big organizational decisions. And maybe, just maybe, if they fire Cora, maybe they look in Major League Baseball and go, we fired the manager. Please don't take our draft picks. Just take one. <laughs> don't take, don't take four. Take a fifth rounder. We need them. I don't know. It's a little bit woozy guy, like controversy, uh, conspiracy type talk, but there has to have been something in there. Like you said, they, they were going to withhold judgment and a flip of a coin, we're going to mutually part raise. I, I would like them to define the word mutual. Because I imagine being a fly on the wall in that room, Cora wasn't volunteering to leave. I can't see that. With with as arrogant as he is, Right. I can't see him voluntarily stepping down. I really can't. No, no way. No way. No. It, honestly, if there wasn't such a PR backlash right now about this whole situation, I bet you the Sox would have dug in and oh, yeah. backed him. Because they, first, they love Cora. That ownership loves uh, Alex mm-hmm. Cora. They had they had to let him go. They had no or part ways. They had no other choice to do that. Right. Just from the backlash of this whole thing. I wonder though, do you think maybe that by letting him go, maybe it hasn't been announced yet, but do you think they've maybe brokered a deal with MLB to try to lessen the blow? It's possible. It's you know certainly I mean? possible. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah. You know, so do, do you think that they they did that as a preemptive strike, you know, so that they wouldn't get slapped so hard? Yeah. Or, or even just like, because I feel like baseball really just kind of want, wants this to kind of go away, but it just won't seem to go away because there's something else that seems to come out now with like the buzzers or oh, yeah. Jack McDowell talking about the White Sox. And so it feels like, like nothing, it's not going away. But I also think they had to make this move too because they had that winter weekend that's coming on and mm-hmm. you can't send yeah. the manager out and have him, you know, be the, uh, the face of the organization you know right. what I mean? Because th- that's going to be the question asked every single time. It became the whole entire topic of the weekend was would be core. And let's just say hypothetically they didn't let him go. Major League Baseball released their findings yesterday. This is all hypothetical, but they do. And now you have core answering questions. Maybe he gets fired in the middle of the weekend. So I think they wanted to make sure they got out in front of it, get rid of him or mutually part ways early on in the process so that they can start to – to, you know, heal their wounds and whatnot. And they also had their Apple Watch scandal, which was under Farrell, mm-hmm. but that was their own cheating scandal yep. that they got a punishment for. And baseball came out and said, we're not going to tolerate this any further, right. which was a message to everybody. Everyone. And now the Red Sox are implicated again. Mm-hmm. And then they see the Astros get the harshest penalty that you can get. Right. And now the Red Sox, you know, Henry and Werner must have been just sitting there saying, we are in big trouble. Big trouble. I mean, the ripple effect even made its way to New York. Beltran right, was right. like, go before the guy yeah. even made a managerial well, decision. Beltran was the only player that was really implicated in the whole thing. Right, right. Well, because he was like the, the cool, like unofficial player coach of that roster. Yeah. They were, he was brought in to mentor the young guys and provide a little bit in the DH slot. So if anyone was going to be Coors right-hand man, it does make sense. It was Beltran. But, yeah, they let him go and – there and was they mutually parted they, ways. Yeah. And then uh, I did you guys see the report? After they mutually parted ways, I'm using the, the Chris uh, quotes again. Thank you, Chris. Uh, the report came out that 
he fought to stay. Oh, did he really? He fought to I stay. Didn't hear that. He did not want to leave, and then they mutually parted ways. But like, <laughs> I don't know why these franchises just grow a little bit, a little bit of that, you know, in between your legs there, and just say you fired them. You can make a decision. You're big boys. You don't have to mutually part ways. Not everything has to be sugarcoated. Well, did the Red Sox actually fire Terry Francona? Did no, they, they actually fire John Farrell? Right. Or even Dombrowski. They fired anybody. Dombrowski. Still waiting for that press conference, aren't we? Yeah, you know right. what I find? I was going to say that I find to be funny about this, a little ironic, is that this ownership never really had to speak about Dombrowski. Mm-hmm. They sort of did in that, you know, baseball writer's little dinner they did like mm-hmm. the following week after Dombro was gone. So the fact that I, a little bit of irony that they had, they you had both owners, you had, Sam Kennedy and then Heim Bloom, who really probably shouldn't have been in that whole press conference, but whatever. Um, did Bloom actually speak? He did. He did. But yeah, he he had uh, he didn't really say much though, if I rem- if I remember correctly, right? He kind of just yeah, from what I heard, just said from stuff. what I heard, nobody said anything. Right? They, no, they, they, they withheld judgment. Nope. They 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 hid behind. We can't comment because the commissioner's office is ongoing investigation. Right. They hid behind that pretty much the majority of the time. People ask Bloom about potentially the next manager, and he said he didn't know. But, I mean, in fairness, they just let go of their manager, mm-hmm. you know, the day before. There was a lot of just four old men in Bloom sitting, you know, at a table at a press conference. It was just, it was just weird. The whole, Not answering questions. It just really it was 45 minutes of my life that it could have been 10 minutes. Right. Yeah, and Chris was homesick watching it. Yeah, and it was, was at bad. work. And he's texting me at <laughs> work saying, what a joke the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. The whole thing, you know, like. And then he wrote an article about it. <laughs> the um, one of the parts was one of the writers asked if they thought that Alex Cora would ever manage again. There was a seven-second pause. Not one person said anything. And if John Henry could have flipped the table over to get away from his microphone, he would have. He pushed back from the mic. It was like, and then Sam Kennedy jumped in and, and then you know made his comments. It was like that meme of Homer Simpson just shrinking right into, back into, into the, the shrubbery. <laughs> Now, I know everyone listening, you might not think seven seconds is a long time, but if we stopped talking for seven seconds, you would notice. Seven oh, yeah, seconds absolutely. is a long it time was, when you're in the middle of a conversation. It was, it was just, and they, them just like looking at each other, like, you know, because everything they said, everything's scripted. You know, right. and all of a sudden someone threw a curveball at them, they were just like, you know, I don't know what to say here. <laughs> I'm not going to not say that he will or will not manage, but he may or may not one day manage once again. <laughs> Carmine. <laughs> yeah. Alex Beer. So before we get off of um, the whole cheating thing, I want to ask you both the question, and I didn't put this on on our notes. So. Well, you gonna throw us curveball? I'm gonna throw you guys a curveball right, now. Seven seconds. All right, seven seconds. Let's go. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bang on, I bang <laughs> on the trash. <laughs> so you know there's a curveball coming. Oh, my shoulder's buzzing. Hold on. <laughs> Do you think everyone in baseball is doing it? Doesn't make it right. I'm not saying it's right. Do you think everyone is doing it? And before you answer, I'm gonna say I think they are. This is why, if you've noticed the last few years. Catchers giving multiple signals when yep. there's nobody on base. Mm-hmm. So the do you think they're all doing it and they all know they're all doing it? I think the, the winners are. The good teams are doing it. Absolutely. You know, I'm sorry they are doing it. Everyone's I, doing it I in look, some way or form. I look way, forward form. to when the, the Dodgers get implicated yeah. on something. And side note to that, Bellinger has been making a huge stink about this. If I was him, I would keep him out of shit because he may not personally be doing anything, but he would just look like such an ass if – the Dodgers all of a sudden get implicated in some sort of investigation. You make this big deal. Yeah, this, there's two things <clears throat> on that question that I that I look at. One is, yes, I think that every team does something and has been doing something. I I don't think that you should be using 
TVs and cameras mm-hmm. and Fitbits and Apple Watches and iPods and MacBooks to go ahead and, and get the upper hand while during the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Clearly, that's what was happening. I don't, I don't think that's right. Because it takes, you know, then what's the purpose of playing? If you know what every pitch right. is going to be, then what's the purpose of it? It becomes a game of who has the better technology as opposed to who has the better players. Well, you know? stealing signs has always been part of the game. Right. But it's it's been one of those unwritten rules that they police themselves on. You know, if, if, you, if you can detect the other team's signals mm-hmm. out in the open, that's one thing. Yeah, you know. If but when, right. once you start using cameras and technology... That is baseball has drawn the line more or less. Right. Yeah, if there's a guy that. on second and all of a sudden, you know, the catcher realizes that this this dude's figuring out the signs. And then when he gets up to the plate and maybe one goes into, you know, his ass. Yeah. All right. And then you let him know like that happens again. It's going higher next time. For sure. You know what I mean? And then, like you said, Bill, like we with baseball guys. We've been following baseball a long time. It used to just be multiple signs in between the legs. Now they're going to the, the I'm going to. Acted out, so sorry everyone listening. With nobody touching, on base, yeah, no one on base. With nobody on base, ass, they're bringing, show, they're doing, you know, what third base coaches do. Yeah, indicators yeah. and double signs, and no one's on base. And I first started noticing that I want to say three, four years ago, the Red Sox were playing in Toronto, and they were doing it with nobody right. on base. And there was some squawking back then that maybe Toronto was doing. Toronto something. always had the rumor because they have that hotel, they have all the mm-hmm. that built into center mm-hmm. field. Because and and their numbers are always great at home, so the rumor always was that Toronto was up to some kind of shady biz. But the other thing too is think about how many players, to your point, that are now saying something. Mm-hmm. You know, Bellinger saying something. Mike Mike Clevenger of the Indians. He went been, viral. Uh, Trevor Bauer. Yep. He, he, Mike he, Fires. Mike Fires. He's, he's, he's the, the one that well, started he's the, the whole thing. He's the whistleblower started the whole thing. Yeah. You he's know, not going here. I. I <laughs> I like the fact that you know base, these baseball players are kind of now mixing it up and it's doing a little more passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not everybody's all buddy buddy. But if you kind of knew what was going on, why is it taken now to be like, hey, this isn't right? And I still have my same stance on like fires is like, so you waited until you were gone out of Houston. Right. They non-tendered you. You became a free agent. You left. You grabbed your World Series ring. You were there the whole year. You knew what was going on, but you didn't want to say anything. I mean, didn't you didn't notice when they won it? He was solemnly crying in the back. He wasn't celebrating. You know, like no, I was kidding. He obviously was <laughs> celebrating. He took that ring and he took whatever they were doing at you the know, time. And, and I don't. It then. And I don't want to hear the whole like, well, I wasn't cheating. They were no baloney. Like enough. No, like you're a team, part of the team. It. So it was good enough to be going on while you were there, and then you leave, and it's it's just like a major deal. Mm-hmm. You know, then you go to then you go to Rosenthal and you go to Evan Drellich and you, you bring up the story, which. I love the fact the story came out because it's something to talk about. Right. But Drellich got ran out of Boston, and he's he, he's connected to all three of these now stories. Like he's this, yeah, deservedly he so. I couldn't, I couldn't stand Drellich. Drellich, yeah. I could not stand Drellich. The fact that uh, Boston, what is it, Comcast Sports Channel, whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, he was there. They replaced Sean McAdam with him. Oh, my God. Right. Anyway, back to the topic. But, yeah, I, I so, I mean, I like the fact that it's something to talk about. It needs to start to move on because this is a major black eye for Major League Baseball. Right. It's probably not going to go away until a week before spring training because if you're Major League Baseball, don't you love this PR right now? The, the, the there's conference, no such thing as bad publicity. No is such, that the theory? I mean, l- l- football, basketball, their popularity rised as, quote-unquote, drama became more of the storyline. Well, as players started whining and all I this stuff I wonder what the ratings are going to be when the Sox and Astros play. 
you know, Who's is there going to be a, you know, is there going to be a ton of people tuning in? Is that going to be nationally televised like ESPN game? Like, what's going to be the turnoff for that? Right. You know. And then I mean, they're 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 going after. We're well, not going after, but the the teams being implicated in these investigations are your 2017 world champion, your 2018 world champion, two teams. Well, marquee one franchises in baseball, right? Mark in the Yankees have gotten a little bit of a black eye in this too. Absolutely. They've been everyone now is going to be under the mic uh, the mic why, why can't I say the word microscope the, the microscope the magnifying glass was yeah. the word I was actually looking for <laughs> everyone's going to be in, in on this and I mean you have the Yankees fans saying like oh we were cheated out of this it's you know they they no, were doing something they, too I really think so all right I'll, so I'll ask I'll throw you another curveball wait a minute here it comes oh I'm ready should the you mentioned uh, our fellow writer who is a Dodgers fan mm-hmm. who's now asking for his 2017 World Series championship. Should these championships be vacated now because of it? I don't think so. It's your I don't think so. It happened. It's and if you vacate them, what does it change? It doesn't change it. Everyone still experienced it. It went everyone's went through now what the Dodgers are gonna have two Didn't the Astros it, win game seven in Dodger Stadium? In Dodger Stadium, yes. Didn't the Red Sox win game five in Dodger right. Stadium? I don't care. <laughs> you know what? I don't care if Manny Machado knew that pitch was coming. He wasn't hitting that slider. <laughs> that thing brought him down maybe, to his knees. Maybe he would have laid off of it. <laughs> Manny, Mach- it, you know, Manny Machado's the type of player who probably would be given this stuff, and he'd probably be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. He's that type of guy. But I, if you were a fan of the Dodgers, would you want now two, what do you call them? Asterisk championships. Asterisk championships, wins that you didn't earn? If I, you I think do, he would take them, yes. If yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then if you do, then you're the Indianapolis Colts, and you're a loser franchise, and you're a loser fan base. Hanging the banner All to right, making it like, to the playoffs. You know, you got you got city councilmen in L.A. trying to start a petition so that way MLB will award the trophy. No, sorry. Right. You know what I mean? Like These guys are competitors. Do you think that they want to be given something to be like, oh, we know you guys lost two years in a row, but you know what? You won. I don't think they'd want that. I don't think fans should want that. Maybe uh, they'll start printing up the T-shirts and hats and selling them at the uh, California equivalent of Dicks. I think it's Chicks. <laughs> actually, I do. I think it's Chicks. They I have think. yeah. They have a sports authority out there. Yeah, they the, got uh, some stuff. Models, I think, chicks is out is there. Chicks is actually bought by Dicks. Makes sense. Life. Chicks and Dicks. We make the world go around. Uh, I think I might have to bleep that out later. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wait. That didn't sound right. <laughs> stores. Sporting stores. Sporting goods stores. All right. So. Any other fallout do you think is, is going to come out of this? you think Dombrowski's going to take any hit for this? I think he should. I know I you wrote an article on it, which is why I'm asking the He's, question. He, there's now two cheating scandals under his watch. A hundred percent, he needs to, there should be. No a, pun intended with that, right? Yeah, under his no, watch. not at all. <laughs> there should be some sort of penalty attached to Dombrowski. A hundred percent. I agree. I think there should be, but I don't think there will. Be. I'm tired of like this. These these the the front offices. Oh, I had no idea what was going on. Come on. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. I really wouldn't because he, I I he, got the impression he was totally detached from what was going yeah. on in the field. The reason why I think and I think it kind of validates a little bit more is because of McDowell coming out saying that that the White Sox were doing something like this and Larusa was the manager of the White Sox when that was going on. Larusa was with the Red Sox as a special advisor. Mm-hmm. He was brought in to mentor and be there for Alex Cora. Yep, I a hundred percent believe that Ren and Dombrowski and Larusa knew what was going on. Aren't you kind 100%. of? Aren't you like not a good man? Like a good, uh, for lack of a word, like a, a boss, I guess. If you don't know what's going on in your own franchise, aren't you paid to know everything that's going on? Well, he's not down in the dugout during the game. He's up in his luxury box. 
watching you right. know what's going on during the game. So, uh, to me, somebody like a Ron Renneke is probably more culpable in this than a Dave Dombrowski. A, be- I, I a bench coach there agreed. seeing what's going on and hearing what's going on, how can you miss it? Right. And, this, and this is the guy who is the conduit between the players and the manager. Which is why I don't think he's going to get the job. I don't think he's going to be the interim Sox manager. Honestly, they should clean house and get rid of every one of those managers. With the exception of, of Bush, who they just promoted from their the minor league. Yeah. But everybody else, they should just clean house. I think they have a new assistant hitting coach, too. Yeah, you're right with that. So whoever yeah. is like new, yeah, they stay. But everybody else should go. Yeah, just com- if you're gonna wipe yourself of the situation, just completely clean it up, clean it off, get everyone out. You know, and I would even like I'm gonna kind of like halfingly like joke with saying this, but would you put it past Dombrowski to really not have made any moves because they won 108 games with the team they did, and they may have may or not have allegedly cheated, and then he brings the same team back. You have Cora that was that even said like you know you, you like what we did last year, wait what we do this year type of thing. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past you know Dombrowski to kind of say you know what was going on. I a thousand percent believe that that man knew what was happening, and thanks for the World Series title, but you need to be punished. What would his punishment look like now that he's not in baseball? Maybe uh he's banned for whatever term, put on the right. exempt list like yeah, uh, yeah, Antonio Brown. Who, you gets, know who knows? Maybe he gets something similar to the the the, the dude there, Taubman who's on the commissioner's list for the remainder of the season that was the assistant GM for the Astros that mm-hmm. got fired right. for his issues during when that celebration. Public, uh, right. statements, yeah, yeah. But something's got to happen. I, I, Something has to happen with Dombrowski. All right. Seven seconds of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, uh, so I think we've already segued into our next topic, which is who do we think the next manager is going to be? Uh, we talked about Renneke. I, I, for one, think... Oh, I know what I wanted to ask. Is there have you either of you heard any timeline on when uh, baseball is going to have their investigation done on the Red Sox? Do we expect this to come soon, or is this going to drag into spring training? I don't think it goes to spring training, and I wouldn't be shocked if it was announced after the Hall of Fame announcement, which don't, is Tuesday. Yeah, so right. I, I don't think they want to take away from that and those guys. So let them have their Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, and then it comes out after that. I would be. If it comes out before then, then I just that's just bad PR on the on the MLB. Yeah, yeah, because you got the you have football going on today, the the Hall of Fame Tuesday. If it comes out Monday, it's it's gonna you're not mm. gonna hear much of it. It's just gonna kind of and it probably depends on out. the severity of it too. If it's something major, I think it would come out earlier. If it's mm. something relatively minor, they'll probably drop it later on a Friday you afternoon know, I, when nobody's right, paying and attention. Don't even and not even just again think a little outside the box. If you drop it, say right after Hall of Fame announcement. You have a week off between the conference championships it, and the Super Bowl. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, you, MLB isn't going to go and drop a major, you know, hey penalty during around Super Bowl time and take away from the NFL in that right. press. I, I I would be hard pressed to believe that that they would do that. So I think it's it's going to be soon. And then the Super Bowl happens, and maybe MLB hopes that the Super Bowl and that buzz and the the after the Super Bowl and all that is what kind of kills it for it them. We can focus right. on spring training. But if you hold it that long, and there's going to be implications, say to a Renicky, in in the in the report, that ties the Red Sox hands as far as getting a manager because after the Super Bowl, you're less than two weeks before the start of spring training. Well, I think I don't think Renicky's getting the job. I don't either. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what I I have found to be rather interesting is the lack of rumors r- swirling about the management. I read the other day that if they help, if they do not hire someone by spring training, it'll just be Renicky. 
on an interim basis. On an interim basis. They yeah. are, it, it sounds like, to your point, Chris, that they are waiting for the news to come out. Maybe it's this Thursday after the conference championship games, after the Hall of Fame announces it. It gives them now a full week to be in the news cycle. That's when you know everything will, will ramp up. Because, like you said, if Renneke is implied in any of this, if if he's not, if, if, if they want to clean house of everybody, they have to they have to make the decision. Spring training is less than a month away. Yeah, I mean, the Astros are really the only team right now that's been interviewing candidates. They're interviewing. And they are opening their search to names I did not expect. I thought it would be in-house guys, promotions, maybe. I think it's hard players. to go. In, in, for, for both the Sox and the Astros, it's, it's super hard to go in-house right now. Mm. You know, because everybody's still going to speculate, you know, the bench coach, whether it's Espada or if it was Reneke, they're both tied to Cora. They're tied to Hinch. There's going to be, t- you know, unfortunately, it's it's Reneke isn't the long-term solution anyway. You right. know, he had some success in Milwaukee, but for the most part, he's, I think he's better suited where he's like what in his early know, 60s. Yeah, yeah. He's like 61, so 62. I think he's better off. Bench coach, Sox need to. Sox, I think, need to bring in someone who's going to be able to handle the PR of this because this is going to be like, you know, a, a, not the whole year, but it's going to be a good chunk at the beginning of the season. They need someone that can kind of be, they can kind of like take the reins in front of the media and just kind of, you know, take it and be like, all right, answer the questions, be done. Right, exude some confidence. Yeah. You know, be that leader that they're going to need now because if they have someone just beating around the bush, you're going to have it. It could drag all season with these questions and the vibes that come off all, all season. So I want to go into some of the names, and I want to group them into three different categories. And the first one is in-house candidates. We had Ron Redeke that we've already talked about. Another one that's been talked about a lot is Jason Veritek. Okay. And he was on the bench, too. Right. Even though he wasn't uh, an official coach on the team, he was in uniform. I don't know if it was every game, but saw him on the bench quite a bit. He traveled with the team and everything. So did he know what was going on if something was going on? Is he a viable candidate? And I'm, I'm not one of these people who thinks just because somebody was a great player, they can be a good manager. Mm-hmm. Now, I know him being a catcher, a great feel for the game, great feel for, for pitching staff. Yep. Everybody loved his work ethic. We all loved him as a player. Whether he'd be a good manager or not, I don't know. A lot of guys like that have become good managers. Kevin Cash, mm-hmm. Mike Matheny, um, who's the other one uh, uh, was, was with Detroit. Um, no, I know. I, I, Osmus, yes, Osmus. Yeah. Well, I think it's still out there. Even Socia was a former catcher, right? Socia was a former. So uh, guys like that have made the transition from player quickly to manager without a lot of experience. So maybe he could make it. But do either one of you think he's a viable candidate to get the job? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good on Veritek. Every pink hat fan, yeah. male, female, like even while Cora was employed the last two years, you would read different comments that are out there that people let's you know hire Veritech. Now they have an opportunity to hire Veritech. I, I just I enough with the fascination of a Veritech. Also enough of the fascination with Dustin Pedroia. I just wrote down that's that. insane. That. I just wrote down that's Pedroia. insane to me. Okay, let's that's stop insane. both of it. He's not even the leader of their clubhouse, and he's going to be a manager and a player. Now I, I no. could not see him being a manager ever, ever. Never not mind ever. now when he still wants you to know play. What? He's never even said that he wants to ever coach. Had had he not had that little thing with Machado a couple years back. Remember that? Not us, it's them. Not uh, not me, it's them. If that had never happened, then maybe I would be like, you know what? He has leadership. After that, I'm out on Pedroia. Like, I'm done with Justin Pedroia. I'm all set with him. Great player. I'm good. And just his whole attitude and approach to the game. uh, You know, a great, fiery player, 
but I can't see him having a lot of patience with other players. I, I don't. Right. I, I don't see Veritek having a lot of patience. He you know he does strike me as kind of like a no nonsense kind of kind of guy. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be a rah rah. He's not gonna be. You know he's gonna remind me of at, at press conferences. He would be. He'd be like almost like Belichick in his responses, not because he wants to be, just because I don't think there's a personality <laughs> behind it. Right. <laughs> you know. All right. So let's move on to the other cate- uh, category, um, and that's the veteran managers. Uh, the Bruce Bruce Bochy, Buck Showalter, Dusty Bakers, guys like guys like that that are out there. No thanks. You're, you're uh, uh, passing no thanks. on them. Yeah. You know, no so thanks. Dusty Baker, I'm out on Dusty Baker. I heard he's uh, interviewing for the Astros job. Yeah, yeah. He he's like that. That he's a band aid. If if you're right. gonna bring Dusty Baker in, then just give the job to Renicky. Right, right. It's like the, it's, it's essentially the now, same type of. Now I would love Mike Sosha. I think that'd be a great, great move for the Red Sox. I just don't see them going in that direction. See, I like Sosha. I just don't think it worked because it didn't work in Anaheim. He did, he had the one World Series run. He they were always they were competitive. You heard rumors that he was not good in the clubhouse. He was not able to connect to young guys, and they held on too long because of his. Well, they mo- I, yeah, they definitely held. He was there way too long. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Also, to go back real quick, I didn't get my point on Veritek. Oh, now, sorry. Now, as a as a ca- <laughs> former catcher in a baseball, I mean a Red Sox bozo, you would think that I would love Veritek. If this was a video game, I'd love him. I'd love to have him there. But from what I've heard, how he goes about business, he's not cut to be a manager in today's game. He doesn't rely on analytics as much as maybe someone like Bloom will want to. And the Red uh, Sox are huge on analytics. Huge. And, I mean, they took another step in the analytics direction when they brought in Bloom. And – as much as Veritek would look great on the bench, I don't know if I don't know if he'd be the guy for the job. So I'm out on Veritek. I, I'm Sorry, in agreement Jay. with you. I'm in agreement. So back to the veteran managers, uh, Buck Showalter. I think the game has passed him oh, by. Yeah. As far, n- not so much the game has passed him by, just his the, style. The yeah, his the style players. does not work. The only plus to Buck Showalter, it seems to be, is that the year after he leaves, minus Baltimore, because that's just a disaster. Right. A team seems to win a world title. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's the reverse now because it seems like now with the Red Sox, their first year they win a world title. This could align for him. Yeah, I like how did Buck that work Sh- with Bobby Valentine? I, yeah. I, yeah, we, we tend to forget about that one. I like Buck Showalter. But Bring Bobby back. He, he is not a <laughs> You want to have a syndicate podcast every weekend? <laughs> yeah, bring Bobby back. Every day. You yeah, every me? day. <laughs> no, I – Showalter seems like the ultimate hardo. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, yeah. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I, I do like him. I respect him. I think he's a oh, great right. manager. I just don't see, I don't see it as a fit here. Yeah, he's all. a legend in the game, but I mean. Be some good press conferences, I think. There would be interesting. He'd rival Belichick as far as press conferences go. Do you think Price has problems now? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that would be. Yeah, you know what? Actually, bring him on. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I, I wouldn't vote for any of, any of the, the veteran managers. I, no, well, I mean, I Bruce Bochy would be. Another really good fit, but he doesn't want to manage. Right, he, he didn't wants, want to manage for the last the two years in, in San Francisco. But he would be a great fit here. You think so? I think I think that'd be the ultimate out of all of them. Like objectively looking at it, I think that he would be the uh, he would be a perfect fit here. I mean, a little side note: we were talking about Cora. Bogarts came out in support of Cora. Do you think the next manager has to? has to vibe that much stronger with the players because I, they're going to be a little ticked off. I think they need to go out and get a Latin manager. I agree. I completely you. agree. I completely agree I, with that. That's the direction I think There's a strong. Going. Do you have anybody in mind, Chris? I do. I do. <laughs> Happens to uh, have uh, ties to Tito. But, yeah, Sandy Alomar Jr. Oh, rain it down on me, Chris. I Sandy love that. Sandy Alomar Jr. <laughs> I love the Former he, catcher. I just – I the even when, like, going back and researching a little bit and to, to, to write that article – 
it brought me back to that that All Star game. I remember watching that All Star game and they were in Cleveland. He hit that two run shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hated it. Yeah, right. Because like at the time the Indians were so good. You know what I mean? But um, I he's he's grown in the game. He's he's worked in the team the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, you know, he's kind of done it the right way. You know, growing up with with the Indians, I just think that he'd be a really good fit. You know what I mean? Just from again, they have a lot of Latin players. Right. I think he would mesh well with what's going on there, and I think it'd be a nice transition versus bringing in a hard ass. You right, exactly. You don't. The team didn't have it. Didn't seem to have a discipline problem. No. You know, we 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 talked about it last year that they they couldn't get it going. They could never. The, every step forward came with three steps back. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a, you know, inmates running the asylum type situation. So I don't think they needed like a hardo to come get the boys in line or anything yeah, like that. I think you know, they just need. Uh, something I, like that. You know, in, in again, he has no major league experience as, as a manager. Well, he, well, he's three and three. He was interim for the Indians mm-hmm. at the end of when Manny Acta got fired. But um, Cora didn't either. Neither did when Cora. He was brought in. But neither does Jason Veritek. Right. And exactly. At, at least, at right. least Alomar has has been groomed by one of, you know, one of the one of the best managers in in the game right now. Mm-hmm. I, I consider Tito is arguably one of the best managers in baseball. Oh sure, you absolutely. Know what I mean? So I think he could. You know, help kind of give him some tips and pointers of what it'd be like to manage here in Boston. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'd be I think that'd be a really good fit. I love I, that I, fit. And you mentioned the Latin players that they have, and I think probably the the player they have that needs the most nurturing has the most potential is Rafael Devers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason of his emergence last year was the way Cora handled him. And this is an incredibly valuable asset that you have. A player that can produce like Devers, mm-hmm. um, who's cost effective oh, right. for the next few years. Uh, you don't want to screw this up now. No. Yeah, you need someone to go. I mean, remember last year we were talking, Cora went down to Puerto Rico and he was he was with, what, with Devers. Was he, he was, from Puerto Rico? Um, I don't. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, couldn't can we get that? James, can you Google that? <laughs> no, I, I love Alomar. I think he's super well respected in the in the game of baseball. He seems to, you know. Check all the boxes. He comes from a great baseball family, so it's in his blood. I just, I would I love that. Well, let's not forget there's two other teams out there that's looking for a manager too. So D- I mean, right. this is unprecedented. It is Devers a month, less than a month before the start of spring training. You've got three major league teams looking for a three manager. Three huge market and, and, and teams. I was gonna yeah. say three big market teams. Luckily, one of them's a Met, so you know they'll screw that up. <laughs> <laughs> let them do. Let them bring Dusty Baker back, and then the Red Such Sox. Such a Mets and thing to have back. happen, too. You know what I mean? So Hire a manager so that Mets. doesn't even get to manage. A manager that the, the 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 fans love. They love the idea of Beltran being the guy. And do you think that Beltran though will ever get another gig? Yeah, he may have to go rehabilitate himself somewhere right. too. Be a bench coach somewhere, or some type, some type of uh, secondary role for a team. But yeah, I think he'll 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 make his way back, especially if Hinch. One day makes his way back. I think once one of the dominoes falls, you you could see all of them start toppling over. You know, another Re- name that's been. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, really quick with the Mets though. Alomar got his first break with the Mets organization after he retired. He was the catching instructor. So, so there's a connection there. there Stay is. away, Mets. Stay but away. But the, the GM who's there now wasn't there you right. know, seven years, eight years ago. So, Sp- wait. Speaking of Mets, they have a bench coach. I can't say his name. Maybe one of you guys could help me out. Mullins, oh, this Hen- guy Henley Mullins Hen- there. Hen- Henley, Hen- yeah. That, 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 this guy I like for one reason. He speaks five languages. Really? What a great a- he can speak Japanese, Spanish. I mean, I just think having a guy like that can relate to players without a translator is just that's huge. And that, we were talking about that's why we would like a, you know a Spanish speaking manager to come in because there is a strong Latin presence with the Red Sox. Well, 
Every team does. Every I mean, team does. I mean, there's, yeah, a, there's sure. a strong Latin presence throughout the game. I mean, now you have the, the White Sox, not the side note, but they have basically the Dominican national team, which I love. Mm. They have a great, you know, that's just a side note. I, I, but uh, I think the Red Sox also have some of their very key players, Devers, Bogarts. You need someone that can make sure that they get the most out of them. Right. Edward, Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, Erod. And yeah. it seemed who, like Cora Another was, one who I give Cora a lot exactly, of credit right. for the way he managed him last year Absolutely. and got the most out of him. He did not right. baby him. He challenged him. He, he forced him to work, and right. it showed. It worked. So another name that's been thrown out, out there is Ozzie Guillen. I was just thinking of that. Uh, I think he's no. too much of a wild card. He's yeah, been gone that's... for how long? When was the last time he was a manager? And, I mean, he lost his job in Miami because of what he said about Castro in yeah. Cuba. Right. I don't – I wouldn't hate it. It would be I, some It would be some great – It would be great for It would be great. Content. Oh, yeah. But that would be just – imagine that. It, it would take the uh, focus off of ownership because yeah. he'd put it squarely on himself because oh, yeah. he's all about himself. He, he, he went right to Twitter the second both managers were fired mm. and was like, oh, you uh, – one name you guys are forgetting. Ron Washington <laughs> did the same thing. Yeah. Well, well he comes with his own baggage. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think um, I think Guillen would be cool, but I don't think Guillen's the right fit. No. That would be just – I think you hire Guillen, you're doing this whole process again in two years. Absolutely. Guillen seems to like another Bobby Valentine type and of thing. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I don't think – A Latin know, Bobby Valentine. <laughs> yeah, Latin Bobby. <laughs> that's why I don't think even like bridging it either for one year. Like why would Bloom want to do this again? No. You know, I, I agree. And even to, to jump on Bloom really quick, they were at that at the uh, press conference. Like, looking at him at times, I wonder if this dude was just sitting there being like, "What the hell <laughs> right. did I get myself into?" Yeah. yeah, I came from an organization that had no money, but had a really good foundation how we're going to build it to a team that presumably should have more money, mm-hmm. but I don't. Mm-hmm. I have an incomplete roster. I don't have a manager now. And I got to find a manager now a month before spring training. Like, talk yeah. about – you want to talk about – if this team is competitive and wins, say, 90 games, let's say they win 90 games, make the wild card, maybe they get bounced. I think you got to give Bloom some credit because the fact that he's had really nothing to work with mm-hmm. and now he's got some other adversities he's got to kind of deal with to help build this team. I think he gets a pass now. I Yeah, yeah. It, I, I was point. giving him a pass anyway, but, you know, in, in different conversations I had with people because – there's a lot of people that are very, very critical of Bloom, mm-hmm. especially on like Twitter and commenting a lot of stuff that we write. Um, Bargain know, basement Bloom. Yes, love it. <laughs> Bargain bin Bloom. Um, but but you know what though? Like you got to give this guy one at least one full season. Yeah. You, know, you got to give him the opportunity because we still haven't seen him be able to make any major deals yet. I got I, I find it hard to believe that he's not trying to do that. You know what I mean? So. The real test and the real criticism is going to be is when he finally ends up, if he ends up trading bets mm-hmm. or if they let him walk, and then, you know, what did you draft in its place? I think a lot of this, there's there's a lot. Then there's, I, we got to give this guy some an opportunity to kind of like let him build a team without any distractions. Right. Which That's is why I think he gets a pass this year yeah. because of all this, especially if they have to end up blowing up the coaching staff and bringing right, in all new guys. Out of spring training. Yeah, so he'll, he'll get a pass on this year. I do think, I mean, me personally, if the – when you come into this role, the the amount of challenges that have now piled up, like as a, as a guy who does this for a living, you know, in Bloom, you gotta love it. You gotta love the challenge. You gotta love the the, the chance to take such a crappy situation and 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 make it your own and and thrive if you can in a market that will praise you if you do. I don't as as dark and as gloomy as it seems, I think 
that this is a real chance for Bloom to be like really make his mark in Boston yeah, quick. Yeah, I, I agree, and I also like the fact too. You know, there isn't a lot of, a lot of chatter about Red Sox. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's very quiet. It feels like it, Bloom and O'Halloran, the, the the actual GM of the team, and the rest of the group are like in like this cave somewhere with like no Wi-Fi, no like connection to the outside world, and they're just doing their thing. No, and I, they, it's, they it was, it's weird almost. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and they don't care, like, what anybody has to say about who they're acquiring and what mm-hmm. they're doing. They're just going to do their thing and going to let it happen. And it's kind of like what Tampa does. I mean, Tampa Bay just right. does their thing. They sign these guys. They bring in these players. And last couple of years, it's worked. Mm-hmm. And, and they've had sustainability. So I think you just we got to let it kind of play its course. I, I want to get into the players that, uh, that they have brought in so far in a little bit. But – but before we do that, I, I want to throw out a couple more names that have been talked about for a potential manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bench coach right now in Tampa, Mike Quatraro. I don't know how you pronounce it, but that's one of the names that's been thrown out. Chris, you wrote an article on it. Love that first name, by the way. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm sorry, it's Matt. Yeah. Did I say yeah. Mike? Did you say Mike? No, you, it, it's just. It's, well, um, Matt's way better than Mike. Yeah, we can it's all not Mike. If he gets the job, I'll figure <laughs> out his name. Yeah. No, I, I think he'd be another a good fit. I, I, I think the reason why that. His name is, you know, kind of like really spiking more up here is the fact that there is that Bloom connection right. with, with Tampa. Um, you know, uh, uh, he was a finalist with the Pirates, you know what I mean? So he's on the verge of being that next manager right. in baseball. Um, but it was reported through with uh, Ken Rosenthal that essentially that Tampa Bay may or may not have something in place where, where if, if executives leave, they can't bring people with them. Now, really, they're not bringing him with them. They would hire him. But I think there's probably something in place to prevent him from coming here. Well, usually a team doesn't stop anybody from taking a promotion, right. promotion with another yeah, team. Exactly. But at this stage, I mean, they're going into spring training mm-hmm. to lose their bench coach. I, You know, I would think any team would be in that situation. They're not going to want to lose coaches off their current staff because they're going to have to find a replacement right. themselves. I mean, if this guy really genuinely wanted to be the next manager of the Boston Red Sox and he went to Tampa Bay's front office and said, look I really want that job mm-hmm. I would I would find it hard to believe they wouldn't go ahead and let him interview and then work out some sort of compensation or something like that for him I right. think you know I mean like I think that could be a possibility but I don't really consider him a candidate right now at all it's just that connection that it, that's the only thing do you guys think uh, some of these outside hires are hesitant to take a job this close to spring training, knowing that maybe they were getting their game plans ready for the club that they were now. They're getting, they've already talked probably with their players. They're getting things, you know, in motion. Do you think that there's going to be any hesitation on their part to want to leave this close to the, the spring training? I think if somebody wants a job bad enough, especially the Mets job where the Mets aren't tainted by this overall because they're not implicated as, as being in the cheating scandal, I could see somebody wanting to take that job. The Red Sox, to a lesser extent, I would not want to touch Houston with a 10-foot pole right now oh. if I were a manager. They had their a players weekend manager. this weekend. Did you see that? That was brutal. Yeah, I saw enough of the Red Sox players weekend on Nesson that, yeah, I was home watching it yesterday. So that's that's the lack of life that I have. But, oh, my God, that was brutal. But I will give them credit. They didn't shy away from the, uh, no, and the right. whole core situation. They finally started to talk. You know, I watched um, while I was sick this past week. I watched High Heat on MLB Network. Oh, Mad Dog and must have been going crazy. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> like, he, he made a good point. You have Justin Verlander who just likes to flap his mouth about everything, and he hasn't said a word. Not a peep. Nothing. Not a peep. <laughs> Someone who was quoted in 2017 saying that they needed to buckle down on stealing, yeah, stealing signs. Exactly. He hasn't said anything. You know, 
Bregman, who, like I, I've said it in podcasts on here, like you know, he's one of my favorite players in the game. Like I, I think you know what I mean, but you know, super cocky. Mm-hmm. You know, he finally just talked yesterday. You know, Altuve talking yesterday. I'm not a huge fan of them. You and know, and they're all saying they haven't done anything. Right. That they right. didn't do anything. That there's no the buzzer. There yeah. was no buzzers. Oh, that's that just got ridiculous yeah. with all that talk. That was and nuts. then the Josh Reddick picture, like that was a that was gold confetti. chain with yeah. a piece of confetti. Like yeah. everybody calm down. Like right. stop. Everybody stop for a minute. It was that was in the not ripping off uh yeah. his jersey at the end of yeah. the yeah, I so yeah. I one of my buddies sent a, a that text in our group chat and I, I, I looked at it real mad. I was like, Come on, like can we stop at that? You yeah. know. Quick question though. If they were found guilty for using buzzers, does that how gross does that sound like how does that make it even worse than what they're already being getting what they're already in trouble for is that like next level buzzer like that's next uh, to me that's just like oh to me that then now that you you wipe it clean yeah all the like i'm sorry again bregman you're done i mean altuve you're done all those guys you're done that would be now you're getting into the players and how far does it go and how much can be proved which is which is why i think mlb is taking the right stance and not going after the players you know what I mean? You're making your statement now with going at the Astros ownership. Here's your $5 million penalty. Max we can do. Your two first-round picks, your two second-round picks, those are gone. You know what I mean? Your manager, see you later. Your GM, gone. It sets the precedent now that if another team does anything like this moving forward, that was the initial penalty. This is what comes next. Because I wouldn't be surprised if another team does this and then the next penalty is the owner is, mm-hmm. is getting a, a massive penalty. You know what I mean? It, it's time that it's time that baseball said something and did something about it. But if it was deep to like to that point, like holy crap, like now we're talking, it's going to be even crazier. Yeah. And if you get into punishing the players, you get the union involved, which, which is which ugly, is yeah. Uh, yeah. That baseball just doesn't want to go there. Right. A couple more names I want to throw out as manager. We got off the manager <laughs> topic a little bit. What I heard uh, just yesterday uh, was actually a caller into uh, Gasper and Murray. Was uh, Tony Pena? I like that one. I think he's he's along the same lines of Alomar, except he's got major league managerial experience. Yeah, no, I liked Tony Pena. He was, I don't know why he kind of got out of the public eye. He was like Don, the next great up and coming manager, and then he was the bench coach of the Yankees, bench coach of the Royals, and he never got that that chance to. to he he to was actually close. manager of the Royals. Was he the full manager? Yeah, he was for a few years. He was so manager he, of the he Royals. Go, he was manager of the Royals, two bench coach of the Yankees. Or was it? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So he yeah. Went back I mean, he had some success with the Royals. 2005 was when he was the manager yeah, of the Royals. 2005. Yeah. Oh, so, so he actually did get a, a big yeah. chance. So yeah. So uh, another former catcher, mm-hmm. former Red Sox player. Yep. Has ma- major league manager experience. Does have the the Latin connection. Yep. How I, old I think is he? It, 62. 62. Yeah, 198, 285, so 198 wins, 285 losses. Winning percentage of 410, never made the postseason. But in, in fairness, in Kansas, Kansas City, City right. really hasn't been relevant. Wasn't until like the early you know, 2010. When they waited the, the World Series, right. their two World Series runs, yeah. They tanked, built a team, won a World Series, tank. Tank again. Yeah, they're in that cycle. The yeah. American League Marlins is basically the Amer- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, w- right. I wouldn't mind Tony Pena. Do you think 62 is too old for the no. current landscape? No. 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 I, I think if we're, if you're talking like 67, you're going up against one of those those older guys. Like, okay, you know, let's go younger. Mm-hmm. You want yeah, there's a few things you got to kind of balance now. I, I'm not opposed to Pena. I again, I I like Alomar. I like I like Sosha, like Bochi. Mm-hmm. 
the there's call. A, there's, luckily for the Red Sox, there are good options. They'll they'll have a decent shot at bringing in you know a good manager. I think one other name I've heard thrown out there, and this goes along with the same lines as Veritek, a guy who was popular when he played here, Mike Lowell. I like Mike Lowell. I like uh, Mike Lowell. He speaks both mm-hmm. English and Spanish, um, so he he could connect with the Latin players. I don't just d- absolutely no experience. He's never right, been a bench I, coach. He's never done anything. Yeah, he was, I, works was for he the like MLB a network. Or anything like one of those roles? Anything no, like that? he went no. pretty much pretty much went from his playing days to working for MLB Network. But then again, David Ross did the same thing, and yeah. now he's the manager of the Cubs. So there's Boone, there's another form Boone of catching. Right, you know, right. So I, I love Mike Lowell. I, I loved him I as a player Lowell. when the, when the Red Sox got him. He was the throwing with Beckett. Like I was I was stoked. Like that right. was it was such a great move for them. You know what I mean? I. He, but he's been on the record saying that he just wants to do it for a year and bridge it, so they can bring back Alex Cora. What do you think that's not. about? That's w- I, I find that so I, I weird. Can't, I can't see that happening. I really can't see them bringing back Cora. Are they buddies? Like, are they like, like tight? Is but he trying to save face? It with would his be. They played together Sox on the uh, 07. No, Cor- was Cora on the 017? Cora was yeah. there in 05. He was there. They, I think they did play he was together. There for, Cora was there for four yeah. years with the Sox. I don't know. I just find that so weird that I'll do it, but only for a year until you bring. The guy you just let you just mutually parted ways with for cheating. I don't. I, I weird. think I think if the MLB's investigation of the Red Sox implicates Cora further, he's gone for more than a year. He has to be. They said that the punishment for him would be more severe than than it was for Hinch. And yeah, it has to be. Uh, if he was the mastermind with Houston and then brought it to Boston and won yeah. a world championship there, right? With a same with a they similar. They have to pro- slap him and slap him hard. And the the details that came out that Hinch would. Destroy the computers, and he would just go get them back. Yeah, or he would destroy them to hide the evidence, and then bring it back. It got it, the details were crazy, and like be a manager, like right. take control of your friend, take control, yeah. control of your team, and say, Cora, cut it, or you're done. Like right, you know what I mean? It, what's really quick before I jump into that point because I was about to like, get out of myself there. I almost had a James moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cora was part of the 07 Red Sox team that won the World Series. Okay. So, so they did know each other, yes, so maybe so, they are buddies. Okay. Um, it's doesn't it suck though? Because like Alex Cora was the perfect guy. He was for this club. You know what I mean? He is like that prototypical. Like if you're gonna hire a manager now, like that's that's your guy you want to hire. And it just really sucks that you know this is his livelihood. You know, granted he made a poor decision, mm-hmm. and there's a potential that he may never get to be back in the game again. While that's the most extreme case. It's kind of unfortunate. It kind of sucks because he's he is a good manager. You know what I mean. Hopefully, MLB do the same. Give give it a one year. You know what I mean. If you want to do some sort of penalty, and then just let him kind of do his thing. And then if he, you know, he comes back, he comes back or whatever it's going to be. But it just it really sucks because like this is someone that kind of it really isn't a scumbag. He just. He was arrogant. Yeah, you wrote an article about that, yeah. right? I mean, How that was his ultimate undoing, and it was. We've been saying, I've been saying this for a long time. Is he's he was extremely arrogant, thought he was the smartest guy in the mm-hmm. room, but I really hope that after what happened last year, when a lot of people were calling for him to be fired after last season, that he would have learned from him his mistake, right? And and maybe knocked it down a little bit with the arrogance and saw that you can't just show up and, yeah, and just and because you have a shirt that says Red Sox on it, you're going to win every right. game. When, we'll never know now, but no. that that was my hope. That's why I didn't think he deserved to be fired after the failure of last season. No, I and I agree. I think there's. I mean, I think we may have 
I might, I might have even said at some point right after that maybe he should have. But, you know, if you take a step back and I think looking at it objectively, no, he shouldn't have, you know. Mm-hmm. But he still is he's still a good manager. And I think that, you know, over the course of a true Red Sox tenure, maybe say he was here five to eight years, maybe they win two championships, maybe, you know, whatever. But it just it, it just it sucks because, you know, the guy was a really good fit for this organization. And it seemed like for a lot of blunders that this ownership has had, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, this ownership can't seem to sometimes get out of its own way. That's why I wouldn't even be shocked if, you know, they ever brought him back because it'd be just, it'd be a Red Sox thing to do. But, um, uh, it just, it, it sucks. And then the next person who comes in, they, they, this is, it's going to be one of the toughest jobs and toughest things to do because you have this whole dark cloud, you know what I mean? And, and, and you have a franchise that has still one of the highest payrolls in baseball mm-hmm. that's expected to compete. This is not an easy gig to take right no, now. No, it's not. I mean, and you could be going into spring training without your best player if that ultimately comes to fruition and yeah. they move him. Or, or some of your starting pitchers, too. Right. Let me ask you this about, Corey. Do you guys think what what is the, the level of punishment where he will not come back? So let's say he gets a year. Do you think he comes back eventually? Into, oh, into I think baseball? he'll come back. I think he'll come back somewhere eventually. Right. Like I said, I think he'll go somewhere, probably be a bench coach or a third base coach or something like that, maybe work in a front office. Mm-hmm. But he'll never manage with the Dodgers, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think two years? If Because it, like, it sounds like he's going to have a more severe punishment than Hinch. So if he got two years, do you think? Yeah, maybe. Well, I think you know if he goes out for two years and then maybe a year into that suspension, he jumps into, like say, broadcast and say he goes to the MLB Network. You know, that's their way to kind of as that might be like part of the process mm-hmm. that might be like like Cleans negotiated, you know. Right? So here's your suspension. You're gone for two years. Part of it, we're going to give an opportunity to rehabilitate you. You're going to do some press with MLB and start to kind of bring it back in and then kind of see where the chips may fall. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, they've really kind of like slapped this Taubman kid pretty hard for mm-hmm. that deal with the that the reporters, yeah, reporters and stuff like that. You know what I mean, and so I don't know where they're gonna go with this. I wouldn't right. be shocked if Cora got three years. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be shocked if, if I I we, think it, so. It was lifetime. I, I think it's gonna be a case where it's an indefinite suspension, and he's gonna have to appeal to come back. If if it's all if it comes out that right. he was the mastermind, and it sounds of both. like it is. Yeah, and I think he has to be contrite and admit to it. You know, do all he's say gonna, all the right yeah, things. Absolutely. And then he can come back. If he continues his stance of, I didn't do anything or whatever, you know, denying it, then, you know, he's going to be Pete Rose. Right. He's going to yeah, be right. on the outside looking in. Yep. I, you know what's going to be really cool is if they ever make a movie out of this, like they did with Moneyball. Just to kind of. It would just be. Uh, you could do You could do two. You, you could do the rise and fall. Yeah. You could. Of Astro Ball. You know, not only run. you could do, like, the actual, like, Netflix version of it where you like a documentary a documentary documenting I'm making up words here <laughs> documentary that's because you're sitting in the James camp yeah, no, <laughs> it's contagious um uh, this is not it's just crazy that yeah. it's like cheating scandals just can't seem to make its way out of out of New England or, or baseball in general it just seems like they're, they're just synonymous with cheating in some way shape or form you ain't cheating you ain't trying hey. clearly and they ain't winning either so what 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 did what did Chris Carter say? You need a fall guy. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like Alex Cora could be that yeah, fall guy. He was, he's the fall he, guy. He is right. going to be the fall guy. I couldn't believe that. Could you believe just how everything they they wouldn't even call him by name? They were calling him the bench coach. All the all the statements, the investigation. It just leads, but you know what? Though also shows their character. Like you know what? You knew what was going on. Like 
you could have put an ultimate end to all of it, and none of this would have been the case. Yeah. Well, that's what Rob Manfred, I do give him credit for this, by suspending the manager and GM for the next guy to do this. You go, guys, you're going to get me in trouble here. Oh, yeah. You yeah. guys are going to screw me by cheating. Not, not, you guys will be fine. You can't do this. So hopefully that does set a precedent going forward. The only, the only actually, two things. One, when Manfred brought down the suspension, one of the first things that came to my mind was, remember when Goodell took over in the NFL? Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of different like scandals, and and everybody was waiting like, what's Goodell gonna do for a punishment? And he came down hard every single time, and then Goodell had that like reputation where he was like, you know, that kind of like hard he ruled ass with, a, with an iron fist, right? And then that went off the rails with him, and and everything became so inconsistent with what mm-hmm. he did across the remainder of all the punishments. Like, I just hope that's not gonna be the case with baseball because baseball is trying to. It's not. It's not a dying sport. It's just a sport that really needs, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a, a little bit of a change he in the direction. A little yeah. bit, you know yeah. what I mean? You you can't have the commissioner now to be like all over the place. So I hope he just stays consistent, and hopefully he doesn't have to make any more of these decisions. Right. But if he does, hopefully it's like consistent. And if he's going to be severe, like it, the Continue. crime needs to definitely match the punishment mm-hmm. for everything he does from here on out. Well, one thing I hope that this does also is it speeds up the pace of play because now you won't have. You know, you won't have to give multiple signals when right. there's nobody on base, agreed. and That's and maybe agreed. maybe things can move on a little bit more because people won't think that everybody's trying to steal their signals. Right, and yeah. when you we, uh, the catcher goes out to visit the pitcher, I can imagine way more when they believe that their signals are being stolen. Right, you, you know, gotta, you gotta agreed. Set two, set three, however it goes. Bring the pitch clock in. Pit, that, yeah, that's, that bring bring that yeah. in. There's many things that they do, and we'll talk about that. I'm sure we we have it on our agenda, but we always. Yeah, do if, these great if, marathon podcasts. You never we need get time. to it. <laughs> yeah, if we need to stretch, we have the, those things on there. So we never need to stretch. We're good. No, at we this. don't. We we'll don't. Make an ex- we'll do a little extra inning someday. For <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I look like at that. that! I like that. Special podcast for Patreon yeah. viewers. Oh, we yeah. haven't done Patreon yet. We'll never mind. Yeah. Any more on this cheating scandal before I I throw I go I go to the last thing uh, on our on our agenda. I think we've covered pretty much everything. I mean, I'm I'm sure something will come down. The second we're done recording, yeah, we're gonna the, we're the gonna finish recording. Will something the will come down that we get on the road because that's Mookie what we Betts do here at the syndicate. <laughs> oh, if Mookie Betts gets traded, you guys are coming back we'll over here, right back. And, and we're recording a, a, an extra edition. All right, so let's uh, move on. The Red Sox have still been making some moves, mm-hmm. and you know we knew Bloom was going to be bringing in people, and we we said all along we're you know he's going to make a trade, and we're going to say who, but I thought it would be like. You know, this guy was maybe the fourth starter on the Reds, and I don't play fantasy baseball, so you know, I don't know everybody in the National League. I do. I thought it None would be guys, guys like that. Com- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I I think you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually traded for a guy named Joe Flotsam or Fred Jetsam, because that <laughs> seems to be the type of players that he's bringing in. Uh, Matt Hall, a reliever, uh, left-handed mm-hmm. reliever for uh, the Tigers. Uh, Trevor Hildenberger, who was with the Twins. Austin Bryce, who was with the Marlins. Yep. I'm looking at Chris because he wrote articles on all of these yep. guys. Um, and Kevin Plowicki, who was a backup catcher with the Indians. Mm-hmm. Not household names. No. No. No, no, no. But uh, that is that is the type of thing Bloom has brought in. He's brought in a few other guys. I think what he's doing is, number one, he's trying to rebuild the upper levels of the farm system mm-hmm. just to have some depth. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these guys, Chris, you've written, you know, they have – other qualities, maybe they. Well, I remember who was the um, Perez, Mar- the Martin Perez. Cutter. You he know, the cutter he, that he got from that he learned from Santana. Right, and he has the lowest exit velocity or something yeah, like that, hard hit rate. Yep. Um, 
Matt Hall, you said his something about the spin rate. He has a phenomenal curveball. Yeah, yeah so curve, yeah, so that's his curveball is that's his pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, reading about him and then the only player I didn't write an article on is is Hall. But um, well, let's get on TBD. That. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is the fact that he's the spin rate on his ball. You know what I mean? There, there's qualities that Bloom is looking at with some of these, mm-hmm. some of these players that we got to look a little bit deeper than the back of the baseball card with some of these guys. And their ERAs are not pretty. They're, no, they're I think the best looking. one was Bryce's, and it's three five, right? Was it that low? I, it was I don't think mid, he's brought in anything threes. that's less than four five. Um, but I think what he's doing is, you know, throwing enough crap against the wall. Eventually, some of it's going to stick, right? You know, and maybe they're going to find this diamond in the rough out of these guys. I mean, they're they're low risk moves, they're depth in the rotation, depth down at Pawtucket or Woo Sox, whoever that <laughs> Woo Sox in another Woo! year. Um, Each one of these guys, as they bring in the players that we don't really recognize their name, reminds me I think of Ryan Brazier, because two years ago when they brought Brazier in, we were like, "Who's Ryan Brazier?" Mm-hmm. So. Not everybody's going to be a household name. There's 30 teams in baseball, 30 teams, 29 other teams are doing the exact same thing. They bring in these these flyers. When it comes to the bullpen, too, like it's rare that you have any relief pitcher that gives you the same consistency year in and year mm-hmm. out. It's like that's rare. Yeah, there's no blueprint, you know I mean? blueprint so out there to, br- to build a bullpen. If they you, come from everywhere. If you can catch lightning in a bottle from a guy like from Hall, even if it's for three months of the season, that's mm-hmm. a win. Right. Because you didn't give anything up for him. You right. gave up a low level catcher. You know, you're not giving up any major, you know, um prospects or capital to get these guys. So um I to me it's all a win. You know what I mean? I don't see any any fault in this. Right. Whether it works or not isn't the point. The point is he's clearly put together some sort of profile of what he wants to bring in, guys with something special about their, their game, and he's gonna just like you said, but Bill, throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. I mean, you have Hall's curveball. Bryce has he throws hot like in mid to high nineties. I mean, with a funky delivery. With, well, I mean, with with Bryce, the the one of the issues with him was his he had a forearm strain. You know, so he missed like the the end of the regular season last season. But he was having a pretty good year mm-hmm. leading up to the All Star break. Then he went on the IL, came back, got got shelled. Mm-hmm. You know, then he was then he was done. Um, but you know. Hildenberger, uh, you know, uh, the guy that was with the Twins, he was a key piece of the bullpen like two or three years ago. Yeah. You know, where, again, looking and doing some research on this guy and reading a lot of, like, twin stuff, which snooze fest reading twin stuff. It's not the most really? – it wasn't the most exciting things. But he – um, they really thought that this, this guy was going to be an integral part of their bullpen. And then injuries and non-tender and he's done. But, right. Um. I I I don't see. I think it's all it, it's all wins. It's all depth. This is all things. These are all players that wasn't here last year. Or are these potential trade pieces. They, I mean, is is he building too. up some some chips? Yeah. That because we still we're still sitting twenty million dollars over the luxury tax, mm-hmm. more or less. And you know Mookie signed the big arbitration deal, twenty seven million. Jackie Bradley eleven million. So now that's come into clearer focus on what their payroll is going to be, and they're about twenty million over that luxury tax threshold of two oh eight. I'm waiting for this big move to come. Right. You know, is Price going to get traded? Is Mookie going to get traded? Who's who's going to go? And I'm still waiting for that to happen. So I'm wondering if some of these guys are being brought in as trade chips to throw in on deals. Right. Or maybe even using the uh, 
Oakland has always been great at this. They sign guys off the the scrap heap. Um, yeah, they they it, turn around. They have a decent season. They flip great, them at the deadline. It's a great yeah. point, you know. Uh, and a lot of these players too, you know. Again, don't look at the numbers. Look at some other things with them. Some of these guys have a couple years of control left, mm-hmm. which, you know, a guy like Hall, it's that's not going to cost you a ton of money. Especially if it, say this guy goes out has a lights out season, best year that he's you know whatever. It's not going to cost you anything. You know what I mean? And having the control, and that also plays well into teams if you're going to trade them. Teams look right. for, for oh, yeah. people with control. Yeah. Say you're on Especially if you're looking to unload somebody like a price. Exactly. Or even like say this team isn't in it. Say this team's in fourth place, and they're, and they're just up and down all year. You get to the deadline, and team looks at Hildenberger, and he's been healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can get something back. You know, again, I'm not saying that these guys are these 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 all-stars and we need to be rah-rah and let's get excited. But I just, a lot of Red Sox fans, they see these moves and I read a lot of the comments and not every guy is going to be that household name. You right. know what I mean? And I think that we need to start tempering our expectations and know that just because they, their, their name doesn't resonate through baseball doesn't mean they can't make a contribution to the baseball team. You know? No, but that's a change of mindset for Red Sox fans. It's huge change, yeah. Right, and I'm, you know, the three of us, yeah, I'm sure we can live with that. We'll we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but the average Joe ticket buyer, right, or the Joe Nesson watcher, well, and that's, the pink and hats. That's the thing that that, and to your point with that, it's the same thing with Brock Holt. You know, the Reds have interest in Holt, right? Say Holt signs and he's gone, the outcry for him is just going to be through the roof. At some point, you you have to stop. You know, I'm not saying you can't fall in love with the, with the players and have your favorite player, but not everybody's going to be here forever, and you got to start being a little more open-minded to players that are going to come in here because you can't run the same team out there every year. Because if you do, you end up like last year. Right. You, you add have a to bit make modifications. Spice. You have to, you know, change it up because what worked in 18 didn't work in 19, and what worked in 19, what's going to work now in 20, who knows? And I think what you're saying is it's not. These guys, you don't have necessarily high confidence that these four players are going to come in and set the world on fire. But the fact that they didn't give up anything for them, the fact that if they don't work out, it's kind of just a little drop in the bucket. It's nothing major. It, it's, a, it's only a win situation. It can only work out. Of those three pitchers that was just named, I, I would see – I see Bryce as more of someone who is going to be a little more of a key piece of the bullpen. It kind of reminds me of um, – Name is escaped me. Uh, Brewer, Colton Brewer, they got mm-hmm. last year. It kind of reminds me of that that kind of move. I think like you're probably gonna get that style of like statistics out of that guy, mm-hmm. especially being here in Boston, because you know the the what you're gonna face in the AL East is what you're definitely gonna face in the NL East. Um, but Plowecki, the catcher, like that that's a that's a really that's a good move. He's a former top prospect well, for, he, for the Mets. He's a minor upgrade over Sandy Leon. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's like defensively. Oh, he's just just looking at his numbers, yeah, no. you know, as uh, hitting offensively. Right. He's he's a minor upgrade from Leon. No, he's he's a he's a, f- a framing guy. His framing metrics are off the charts and like two million dollars cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, who's your first baseman on this team right now? It's not Sam Travis. No, that's no, for it's sure. Not. And he w- he was he's traded gone. for a left-handed. Um, his name is Jeff Springs or Springs, Jeffrey yeah. Springs. Um, you know. He he's one of the players that has options, um, as, as well. I'm sorry, not options because he was DFA'd. He has um, control. Mm-hmm. So where Travis didn't have control, they DFA'd him as well. So, um, who's gonna be the first baseman? I wouldn't. 
rule out Dahlback. I that's my leader in the clubhouse. I really right don't. Now. Unless they out. bring someone in in one of these trades, or they put Chavis over there, or Chavis. But I, I'm just saying, this roster isn't fleshed out at the major league level no. yet. Nope. You know, still some question marks there. There's a lot of work to be done if they, without any time, you know. So when do we expect these deals to come down during spring training? See how guys pan out. Get a bit, get a better feel for what your major league team's going to be. And Hire then, a manager then the and then make a major trade to to cover up the foe who we are as a manager. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, it sounds from trying to read the writing on the wall, which I probably shouldn't because I'm not that smart. It sounds to me like they're still hammering something out with the Dodgers. All the news from Cleveland uh, for a Mookie not, deal. Yep, for a Mookie deal because all the news coming out of Cleveland is Lindor is not going anywhere. Francona over the weekend said he is not going anywhere. They need to just pony up the money and sign that guy. Who? Cleveland. Oh, yeah. That guy is a superstar. And yeah. But you know what, He's though? only $18 million in yeah. his arbitration. And I'm going to tell you right now, that it, it, if you don't trade him and then you don't sign him and then you're left with one year of control like how the Red Sox are with bets, you deserve what you get, Cleveland. Because Yeah, they should be looking at what the Red Sox are going on with bets. Exactly. Right. Sign him. He wants to be there. Like, you know, top 10 player in baseball. Absolutely. Switch you know hitting, I mean? like, stud shortstop. Yeah, the type of player you want to build a team around. Yeah, it, but if he's, do you think he's maybe? D- that's the problem with bets is you, they want to pay him. He wants to be wined and dined and do that whole business. Well, these guys, they would, unless you absolutely love it somewhere, and even so, these guys are would be it's would be foolish to sign something right now because look at the money that's out there. I mean, look at the money that Rendon got from the Angels. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I go to free agency and see what I can get. As much as I would want to stay in Cleveland or if I want to stay in Boston or wherever I'm at, th- there's just so much money out there. You'd oh, be yeah. kind of foolish not to see what's there. Yeah, but enough players have done that. Arenado, uh, Bryant, uh, well, Bregman, they they all up, re-upped with the, with the teams and signed extensions before they hit their free agent years. Well, if you're in a place that you like, and you're still going to get a crap ton of money, yeah, they're you know, not maybe you're not going to yeah, score the, the biggest contract, but none of these guys are going to be going on food stamps either. Right. The Bregman deal was good for the Astros. They still have food stamps? <laughs> 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 I think they do. I don't think they do for people making $27 million a year. They, they, they ain't on them. Whatever the program is now, they ain't yeah. on them. <laughs> the Bregman deal was good for, for Houston because, you know, it was $100 million. Yeah. You know, for a player they bought like, him out of his arbitration. Exactly. Years. So a player like Bregman, and, I, you know, again, I think Devers, that's a good comp for a contract. Even Bogarts. Bogart signed Bogart, an extension. That was that's the only thing. That's a great extension. That, that is the only extension. gift that Dombrowski has left them post him right, leaving. Right. Is that contract? I it, which is negated by the sale. Well, potentially by the sale extension. Oof, oof. Um. I don't even know what I was saying. I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> you blew him right out of the water with that one. <laughs> oh, the if staying somewhere. Um. Yeah, I mean, bets. The bets piece. Like he's just gonna he's gonna see what's out there, but. If Lindor likes it there, put the money. But that that owner is already like he last year said that you know to, to try to like soften the blow. I don't think he's going to be there, so yeah. they move him. Right, but it sounds like they're not going to. So I wonder if the Dodgers, who again were very quiet this off season, their fans are getting a little restless. Maybe they are just trying to figure out because it's a very complex deal. I'm if you're going to attach price, what are we giving with that? Bets in now though, like I don't see why they would want to do that. Knowing Bet that he's, he's going to want to go to free agency. Right, uh, right. Unless they can I'm get him to sign an extension. I'm stealing scandal and everything. Like, here's a guy coming from the Red Sox. Here's a guy that came from the team that beat you. I don't think they care about that. They want to win. They, 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 and he's a stud. It's just 
the control is really what's going to come down to. Are they? Yeah. Are they going to give up what the Red Sox need to get back in return? Right. And you know, for a guy and that they take on price, essentially a rental. Exactly. Right. It's tough. It's a very complex deal that I just you haven't heard much rumblings about, which is kind of weird. But like you said, Chris, it this this team is radio silent all the time. They don't let anything out ever since Bloom came in. I, yeah. Well, I guess Heim doesn't have any connections with the Red Sox media. No. Like previous guys did. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they can operate and, and get some things done. Maybe he can develop done. one with us. I was going to say, hey. if, if you're looking for someone. Heim, I'm dying to hear your call. voice. Give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, you know what? We will, we will trash the bargain basement bloom if that means you'll come on our podcast regularly <laughs> and be our friends. Guys, let's wrap this up. Any last words? I am just really excited that baseball is right around the corner. I love baseball, and it's a month away till pitchers and catchers report. So I'm just that, very that's pumped. that's one of my favorite things to hear. Pitchers that, and catchers report. Isn't it great? In the middle of a bleak winter, and especially with the last few Februarys and Marches that we that we've had yep. with bad weather, I just love to watch. You know when they show the the spring training with the guys the working out, yeah. and they're down there in shorts and t-shirts throwing around. I just oh that. Tells you spring is right around the corner. Right there, makes yeah. you feel warm. It does. You know I mean, I think it just the second you said that, I immediately like this, like my mind panned over like a field in the sun, and like it's it's exciting. It's getting yeah. close. It, it, it's and the, it, it's also exciting because it's so close, and there's still so much that the Red Sox could potentially do. All the news that could come out, the rumors that yeah, could come we're, out. We're a month away, and there could be dynamite news that could drop, and there could be two more podcasts. Who even knows? Exactly. Let's hope so. That Let's would be hope great. so. All right, uh, check out all of our articles on our website, www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. We have had a ton of articles, and we've had a ton of hits on our website, too. i got to give Chris a lot of credit for that. Oh, yeah. um, but we, we have had, it's been a resurgent it's in the last few weeks. This this whole Cora business has been great for us. Thank you, um, Alex Cora. <laughs> Uh, check out uh, Facebook, Boston Sports Syndicate, Instagram, whatever we are. I know I screwed it up on the Fire the Muskets podcast. Um, <laughs> check us out on Twitter at at Boston Sports Syn, S-Y-N. And also on our website, don't forget to um, click on the ads on there for uh, Fanatics and MLB Shop and yeah, all that merch. stuff. And oh, yeah. uh, visit buy our merch. <laughs> merch page and buy merch. Did I forget anything else? I don't no, think so. I think, I think I think we got I d- oh, yes, I did. Oh. SeatGeek. If you're going ah. to a concert or a sporting event or whatever. I went to a Celtics game this week. How was First it? First time in a long time. They played like crap. They lost to Detroit. Oh. Anyway, but I, I got free tickets. But if I didn't get free tickets and I was looking to buy tickets, go to SeatGeek and use the code BSS, and you will get $20 off on your purchase. Matt, Chris, thank you for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. Let's hope we're going to do this again real soon that we'll have more news to talk about. And everyone else, we'll catch you later. Take it easy, everyone. See you. Boston Sports Syndicate. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate provided by IMCDM and Jay Kelly.